Um, this specific podcast is specifically um, for a possible um, third event involving a firearm. Um, the first event was at approximately age 18, um, and the passenger side of my vehicle that uh, Joe Bell was driving, and we were on our way to the underground in Knoxville. Um, no one was on the interstate, <clears throat> maybe one car, and um, we were going, I guess, about 60, 65, maybe 70. Um, as soon as Joe switched lanes to the left, the very second, a very loud uh, noise occurred right inches, inches away from my, my knee area, and a large hole was blown through uh, my car door. And later, a, a shell was found, and a casing was found in my vehicle as well. Um, the second time was uh, when I lived with a, a boyfriend by the name of Johnny, who drove a black A-frame motorcycle, long hair, and um, he lived on a farm uh, in between Marstown and, let's see, where did he live? Anyway, I'll give that location later, but... Um, I was walking to my ex-boyfriend's car while Johnny was at work. Um, Johnny drove a red and cream uh, truck at one point, I believe, oh, or an older model uh, truck as well, like a farm truck, that way. And um, I had a feeling while I was in the house, I couldn't let it go, and my focus kept uh, going to one of the guns that was leaning up against the wall, and I kept wondering what the fuck was wrong with me, and I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't let it go. I just kept look, focusing on that gun, focusing on that gun, and I, I started thinking something was about to happen, and I'm, I, I wasn't even fully aware I had been shot at at 18. I hadn't swallowed it yet. So, I, I just all of a sudden, someone is, someone is about is about to shoot at me, and when I went out the door, I, I did like a zigzag kind of walk, and the bullet whizzed. By my, by my head, and uh, got into Mark's uh, black vehicle, and and we left. He frantically uh, pulled out. So, <sighs> wow. Um, that same individual, uh, Johnny. Um, whenever I attempted to leave him, um, not long after that. I was carrying my stuff and putting it into my car, and he he was freaking out. He wasn't freaking out because he cared for me. He was freaking out because something was supposed to get done that didn't. So he jumped on the hood of my on my vehicle, and his hands were on the windshield, and um, the rest of his body was on my hood. And the car began to uh, weave back and forth. So I slammed on my brakes and rolled them off my car and um, continued on. I then stopped at a uh, payphone and contacted Eddie Hefner and told Eddie Hefner that I believe I possibly had ran over um, Johnny due to, um, due to him climbing on the hood of my car and cause, almost causing me to have an accident. <sighs> so what had happened was then Johnny went and took out a warrant for me in, in Morristown and said that I ran over his phone. 
So I guess he couldn't hitchhike anymore, or I couldn't give a thumbs up, a George Bush thumbs up, which I would never give, but anyway, I don't like George Bush. Anywho, so Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Mullins um, comes to where I was now living with Mark Owens on, um, right down by, God, I can't think of roads right now. I don't have to tell you why. Anyway, Jimmy came and uh, he arrested me for it. And um, I was kind of, you know, I was ambivalent because I didn't freaking do anything wrong, you know. I've been shot at and everything else. But anyway, uh, he was reading the warrant to me in, inside the jail. And I started, I said, run over his thumb. And I started laughing, you know, real loud. He said, quit laughing. I said, I said, run over his thumb. How do you do that? Was it, was he sticking it out like on the, what? And, uh, I said, well, I'll tell you what, you put me in here and I'm going to defend myself to whatever, you know, I'm going to do whatever I have to do because it's probably not going to go real well. And Rookie Inman said, uh, just let her crazy ass go. You know, she, just let her go. And they, and they did. So it was, uh, later dismissed out of the courtroom because I had, uh, I had filed a report. So. It was dismissed, and here's here's a here's a another piece of information I just want to add. And um, unless um, uh, one of these gang stalkers with Johnny is one of those gang stalkers, I have saw him in multiple places, multiple times, and he knows that I know it. He looks like a fucking ghost rider. Okay, I swear he does that uh, picture with the fire behind it. That's what he looks like. But anyway. Uh, he had a son by the name of Johnny as well. Well, at the Chase um, in Jefferson City, I had kind of started to put together that there was a guy named Johnny that was supposed to be the son of my friend who lived across from Red Ledford. Um, but I didn't think that he was, and he drove a very large white suburban. And it just so happens that the age and the years would have added up and the facial recognition, you know, not system, but, you know, the cool little thing in my head, it, it's, you know, it's going off like crazy. So I'm nearly positive that it's the same person and that vehicle was present at the chase that night. So, okay, now to what I was going for. Um, the same as my attention was drawn to the gun that day, Last night when I was doing the, the circle torture, which would... What the fuck, Frig, is circle torture and why? So, later I usually, you know, figure out that it's not just circle torture, even though that would have been enough. I couldn't get out of the circle. And that means something to me. I can't get out of the circle either. Now, the stadium was... Every time I would uh, think about going into the stadium, I would get terrified. Like, I'm, why am I scared of the stadium? That would be the best place for me to go. Like, something was, but it wasn't really fear. It was more like a, you know, that feeling I get every time. I don't know. People wouldn't understand unless unless it had happened to them several times. And they knew it was a little more than intuition. It's, like I said, it's a focus-in thing, and things get real bright. You know, it's, it's crazy. It's twisted, really. Anywho, um, 
also a black vehicle that was parked um, in front of the campus there when you first go in. Um, this is in theory, but I couldn't look at it because I wasn't able to pay attention, but there was one of the gang stalkers that lived on the Overview Drive that drove this uh, black newer model vehicle that I've seen several times here too. And that vehicle there was similar to that one. And um, if it registers to an Overview Drive address, then it would be the same one. That may be wrong, but the gang stalker still lives um, at one of the 1400 numbers on Overview Drive and has been seen down here since I've been here. So, um, also, whenever I randomly start thinking or talking about something, usually there's a reason for it. So, uh, something, uh, something in regards to a military issue, sniper type, uh, rifle weapon is, uh, is all over me. So, you know, maybe it's my PTSD, maybe it isn't, but anyway, most of the uh, information is, is positive concrete and uh, what isn't, you know, it's, it's there and I'll figure it out eventually. So, but something is uh, wrong. <laughs> Henley Street Bridge is still, like, something's off about that shit, too. So, God, if, if I didn't trust, if I didn't trust what my thought patterns uh, work on and how they, how they work and how my body responds to things, I'd be screwed because perps will try to mimic my responses physically and mentally to anything that happens. They try to... Uh, like last night, I had a, a response to something that I knew I was right about, and then they started to mimic it to try to make me think they were throwing me off, but they weren't. So, tricky, tricky.